My name is Matt Brown. Listen up. We won a game yesterday. And if we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak. It has happened before. So let's see some hustle. Let's jack it up a little. I got a feeling things are about to turn around for us. And let's start the show. Ball four. Ball eight. Low and Vaughn has walked the bases loaded on 12 straight pitches. Boy, how can these guys lay off pitches that close? Everybody, the world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Thursday, July 27th, 2023. July 27th. Think about it. A week from now, it'll be August. It's pretty much safe to say the dog days of summer have just begun. And we have a lot of good stuff for you today. Talking baseball, Hayden has joined me on this. And before we get into another productive conversation, episode 247, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all social media platforms, Instagram, at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter, or X, at Prod Convo Pod. And you can check us out on TikTok, at Productive Conversations, YouTube, at Productive Conversations, and f- and Facebook at Productive Conversations. So today's episode is going to be a baseball one. We haven't done baseball in a while, and it's good to be back discussing that. Well, I mean, what has there really been to discuss? You know, mostly we are Yankees fans here. I'm a Yankee fan. That is my favorite baseball team and favorite baseball team to discuss. Love talking about the Mets as well. And both New York franchises have had nothing but down years this year. And, of course, there's a lot of reasons to that, and we will get into it with the great Hayden Nadler. But I guess that's why we've had a lack of baseball seasons this year. And who knows? You know, football is about to start, and it's going to be really busy. And both New York baseball teams are shot. But, you know, we'll definitely try to fit it in. And that's one thing with the future of this podcast and the goal of it becoming a network where we can do more baseball shows because I do love talking about baseball it's my first love and but I mean there really hasn't been much to discuss but of course we will finally get into it we weren't able to have our mid-season show one because I get COVID two the availability of the baseball team is scattered and I get it's the summer people want to enjoy their summers and no one is an official paid employee yet so we have to do what we can but we still managed to do it. And even though baseball has been the hardest sport to find people to talk about with, there are people there. And we just got to continue to grind and find those people. But we have one of them today in Hayden. And it's going to be really exciting to talk with him about what's going on in the world of baseball. But yeah, the Yankee season right now, I know they just won this, well, at the time of this recording, recording at 10.30, and they just won today. They split the Subway Series this year, two games apiece, um, one and one in this past series this week. Now they have a very crucial series against the Baltimore Orioles starting this weekend. And me and Hayden get into it and where our optimism lies, if there is any, and what can the Yankees do to spark our interest. And What shocking things might happen that maybe make the team realize that they are not going anywhere and they haven't been in a long time? You know, I'll say it here. I I thought maybe I think and I'll end my um, and how I feel about this is discussed more in the show. But with let's say the Yankees don't make the playoffs, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Of course, I want them to make me eat my words. I want to be embarrassed in the sense that, hey, man, you said the Yankees want to make the playoffs. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if they don't, it's not a bad thing. Because clearly, once you hit the goal making the postseason that there is October Yankee baseball, it seems that the front office and ownership, that's the goal in mind because clearly, I mean, I feel like I've been watching the same film over and over again. And 
there's no variety with this team and this franchise. And yeah, we are seeing things here and there. Aaron Judge is supposed to come back this weekend, but he can only do so much. What can we do to make it feel like it's 2017 again? 2017 again, where it was fresh, where it was new, where we were doing things we didn't see. I don't know, and we will get more into that. So we will talk about the Yankees. We will talk about the Mets and making fun of them and the complete disaster they are. No run whatsoever. $340 million payroll this season alone, and you might not even get a playoff berth. Well, something's got to change there. So we dive into that and also talk about other things in the league, the Braves making noise, what the Baltimore Orioles are doing. Shohei Otani is always good to discuss And even though it was announced that he's going nowhere during this trade deadline, you know, what speculating what he could do later down the road is always a good thing as well. So we got Yankees to discuss, Mets, Otani, all of that in this MLB podcast. So it's me and Hayden Nadler. Let's get into it. Let's talk all things baseball. Hayden, it's your turn. Here we go. Matt from Norwalk. Uh, let's see. Matt Brown wants to know. This is a very productive conversation. Baseball. We are at the dog days of summer. The trade deadline's approaching, and there's a lot to get into. And even if New York baseball's hard to watch, there's still a lot to there's still a lot to soak in from that perspective. Plus a lot of other stuff around the league as well. Hayden Dallas joining me on this one. What is up, Hayden? What up, dude? How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Yankees baseball. Yes, there's state of affairs. Sad or however you want to describe it, to be honest. Where can we go with it, Hayden? At the Spoiler Yankees are playing in the Subway Series. Yes, Yankees and Mets are um, at least one will win, one will lose. But we have to accept the reality that both teams are a major disappointment this uh, this entire year. So first, we I'm sure you recognize that, and yep. um, let's get into that and a few other things. So first, let's talk about the Yankees. Let's look at it right now. The 2023 New York Yankees hated a team that had so much expectations, a team after a very disappointing end of last year and essentially bringing the same team back, including bringing back Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone. And yeah, dude. We're just about to hit August, and this team is limping. Right now, they are 53 of 48. They are two games back in the third wild card. They're eight and a half in the division, and there's a lot to talk about with the Yankees. So tell me right now your initial thoughts on this team. I mean, I'll give you some of my thoughts right now. I mean, it's not that they're that bad. It's... It's really not that they're that bad. Like they're forty through the fifty three and forty eight. Like they're fighting for a wild card spot. It's fine, but it's literally the same fucking team every year. Like it's Amen. it's almost unwatchable. There's nothing entertaining. There's no excitement. Like there's like literally have no reasons to watch. There's no young and upcoming players. Maybe besides Volpe, the veterans are aging. They can't do shit. Rizzo and Stanton are they can't do crap. So it's like I'm thinking to myself, like it, at least if we sell. We can have some young pieces develop where you can see the future kind of start to build up. Because right now, there's really no hitters on the team right now where I can honestly say are going to be back. You got three guys that are going to be back, maybe. Uh, Judge, Cole, and Rodon. Like, there's literally no reason for me to watch besides the fact that I have – that I'm a diehard fan. I, I try to watch as many games as I can. But, like, if you're trying to fill seats, they have no players that generate any excitement. It's pretty sad, actually. This is one of the – Probably not not one of the worst teams ever because because a lot of teams would kill to have like a team like this where you're competing for the playoffs. You're they're only two games out. It's not like the team is terrible, but at the same time, I've never remember I can't remember a Yankee team being this boring to watch ever. And I'm just sick and fucking tired of the same crap every year that Cashman does, where he thinks we could just put a bandaid on something and it's just gonna magically solve. Like Aaron Judge is not gonna fix all your problems. The guy is never healthy. He's he's not on the field half the time. Like, he's, he's not going to solve your problems. They should have gotten more speed. I would have argued even, like, I, I know they had a guy a while back, a couple of years, a year or two ago, 
Benintendi that they should have kept him. They should have gotten more speed on this team. They need a better catcher. They, there's just so many holes that this team needs that it feels like every year it's the same goddamn crap that I have to watch every year. And it's like it's like hitting my head against the wall watching this team every year because it's not it's not that they're bad. It's just the same effing product every year and year out and never changes. And it gets frustrating to have to see this every year. Like, I, I don't know your thoughts on that, but, like, they need to change it up with Cashman or get a new GM because they need someone to bring some excitement to get people in the ballpark to watch this team. You are validated and you are justified to feel this way, Hayden, and I feel the exact same way. And there is really one person to go to, well, essentially two, the ownership at House Steinbrenner and Brian Cashman. First with the owner, we obviously know he doesn't have the exact passion his father has. Whether that's good or bad, that could be argued, but he clearly isn't going to be making decisions on impulses and changing things right away. Again, he acknowledges he's not his dad, but um, to be fair, maybe some of his leadership qualities didn't exactly work. Of course, sometimes it did, but I mean, look at the entire 80s. They didn't win, and he was getting rid of managers left and right and moving players all the time. But regardless, though, you mentioned how this team is redundant. And let's look at it. 2017, you have the Baby Bombers. You bring in Stanton. And really, on, I wasn't a pro, I was not a fan of that signing, especially when you were building the Baby Bombers, even though they're all gone. Every single one of them is gone. No more Sanchez, no more Greg Bird, no more, um, you know, and people like Aaron Hicks and uh, stuff like that. It's only Judge and Seve. So looking at this team, and we didn't really make major changes since like 2019 once we bring DJ in and stuff. And yeah, you have the same formula and it's clearly not working. And we all know the definition of insanity. Do the same thing over and over again. Expecting a different result, but it becomes the same result. But anyways, focusing on Cashman himself, just I guess we have to ask ourselves, Hayden, why does Cashman put the same exact product? And let's look at this. This team is essentially the same since 2019. Pretty much. Uh, well, pretty let's much, take yeah. it back. Pretty much 2020, we'll say. They are the same. And you see the Astros experimenting with new pieces. It's amazing how they could get rid of a George Springer, but a Kyle Tucker comes in. They could get rid of a, you could get rid of like a Yuli Goriel. He's, he's gone. And then um, you could bring Jordan Alvarez in. We just, that's, I can't remember when uh, Cashman in on the Michael K show in May says he's confused why the Yankee fans feel the same way, feel this way. But, it all explained itself. Would you get rid of a Gio Urshela, who was a playmaker, who hit for Conte? You bring Josh Donaldson, and he's a shell Josh of his Donaldson former self, thing. and gets on the calf, gets his calf injury, gets this calf injury, and he's not the same. And we just have to ask ourselves, Hayden, why do you think Cashman keeps the same damn guys? And for the first time ever in this deadline, where there are potential options. I don't even think they're going to bother to do it anymore. I don't. I mean, like, I, people are also telling me, like, uh, I mean, they could sell, but, like, they don't even have any pieces to sell right now. Like, no. you literally have nothing to sell. And it's like, people want to put all of it on Aaron Boone and maybe. But I'm like, Aaron Boone has been fine. It's 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 really not Aaron Boone. It's the team Cashman put on the field is assembled for him. Like, Aaron Boone is doing all that he can. Like, he's he's a pretty decent GM. Like, he, I mean, not a not GM. He's a Man. pretty decent coach. He backs his players. Like, I can't say it's all Aaron Boone. I mean, I think it's more the the, the general manager. And when you've been a GM for four, I'm 25 years. Yeah, the guy's been in power. I mean, like he's had a ridiculously long reign. Why why can't you just put him in a different role or give someone else a chance? Like the guy's at 25 years, and he got another five year, 25 million dollar. Like contract, like it's just and have it won since two thousand and nine. It's just you know, crazy to me. Like years. you're on a fifteen year drought. Like you're almost on a fifteen year drought. And like I get it. You you you've won four World Series, and that does 
listen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's not a great general manager. Like he's Frank Cashman's a Hall of Fame general manager. He's won four World Series. He's he's been phenomenal. But you could also argue that like if he didn't have his payroll, like they wouldn't be as as good as they are. But like, listen, I can't say the team isn't winning. The team wins every year. They're in the ALCS. Like they. They've been doing everything. But it's now right. time to get but, to the but next it's just step time. two. It's just time to make a change. I mean, it's time to get someone new. And it's not even it's not even that he's really that bad. It's it's not that he's that bad. It's just it's about time they got new blood and, and someone else who can really, you know, change change the team around and develop a different formula. Because this formula just is not working. Yeah, no. And we are stuck with these contracts too. Stanton's an under contract for another five years. Um DJ has a couple years left to go, and we see he's not making these moves for it. And, yeah, there's people of Volpe coming in, but he has a very special privilege because, let's be real, Hayden, the way he's played this year, he should not be in the majors. I know he's um, good. I no, think he, should, I, I, I think I he needs more I development. On that. He needs more development. But at the same time, it's not like the guy's batting. Like The guy's got his batting up to 210. He's got a lot of pop. He steals a lot of bases. There's definitely talent there. Like I agree with you. The guy could actually play a little bit. Like I, I'm, I'm not against Anthony Volpe. I think maybe he could have used the year, but this is a year where he's going to get his rookie, get his sea legs under him. Like the guy did raise his batting average. I want to say about like 20 or 30 points. Where he's batting 210 now. If he could get like a 230, 240 hitter with the speed and pop, and defensively has made some nice plays. Like I'm actually kind of happy with the development with Anthony Volpe because I feel like he's taking his lumps, but he's still fighting out there every day. Like he's still stealing bases. He's making nice plays at short. Like he, he hasn't been perfect, but I, you could do worse than Anthony Volpe, to be honest with you. He gives you a pop at the shortstop position. He's got like 14 home runs, I want to say. And, you know, he's there's definitely signs of of uh there's definitely signs that the guy that the guy's gonna be a productive player moving forward. That being right. said, is he the next coming of Jesus, like he was made out to be? Probably not. But like, you know, it's it's hard to replace a guy like even when they had D.D. Gregorius, like, D.D. Gregorius was pretty good, actually. It's hard to replace guys like D.D. And, and Derek Jeter, and, like, the shortstops they've had have been really good in the past. So it's like, I'm not really expecting too much, but at the same time, the guy does have, like, 13 home runs, 18 stolen bases, got a decent glove. So it's like, just give him a little bit of time. Like, he's he's a guy who I would say he's definitely someone we could work with. Yeah, and there's no point to bring him down now because one of the minor league seasons three-fourths of the way done. And two, whether there this was a social experiment to let him up and give him the privilege of staying up so long, yeah, I would have brought him down in May, but again, it's I, too, at this point, I probably, no point. you're right. I, I would have maybe brought him I brought him up a little bit, like given him a couple more months in the minors. But that being said, it's already a moot point. And yeah, like, and kind of, whether kind of they kept him up point. as a distraction for lack of these moves – you know, if career, I never thought career was a legitimate option, but you know, a lot of other Yankee fans did and I understand that. But um, you didn't bring him in, no Corey Seager. Maybe this could be a distraction. And yeah, he is truly going tr- trial by fire. But at this point, you might as well keep him in there because there's no other better options. I mean, we'll and- see what Peraza can do, but um. Clearly, this is this has been weird, to say the least. And my my also my issue is with the catching spot. Like there's like Trevino yeah. is a fine player, but like they really need to upgrade that spot. Like I have nothing against Trevino. He's a nice player, good role player. As your starting catcher, he's doesn't really do it for me personally. Mm-hmm. Like I, I didn't love Sanchez. I mean, they got a slow shit, and his his defense was terrible. So like I, I am I'm not disagreeing with you on that. But, like, the guy did provide a lot of pop when he was there. Like, he gave you a reason to come. Like, he had a ton of home runs. He was one of the better hitting catchers in the league for, for, for a very yeah, long time. He was time. an all-star last year. So, so he, gave, he gave you a lot of uh, pop there, which I feel like they're, they're definitely – they've been missing a little bit of. Like, I, I feel like they could use a catcher. Like, like I, I think they should try and – I mean, I know Real Muto signed with the, the Phillies. He had that, that long contract or whatever. But like I, I definitely feel like they should try to upgrade their catching spot. Maybe get try to get Jan Gomes. He'd be good. Um, if they could make a deal for a very good catcher, that would be really helpful for the team, in my, in my opinion. And that's where we are at too. And you were mentioning 
despite the team being so redundant and keeping these veterans, not trading for prospects, you now have a weaker farm system, not like what it was a few years ago. And that's what the frustrating part is. And that's where we have to figure out at the deadline. One, do you actually trust that Cashman will actually make moves? And we know that he does. He usually will at least make a move. And we clearly seen he struck out a lot. But Teddy comes in, gets hurt, doesn't resign him this year. We clearly have a left field. Uh, we clearly have a open spot in left field, which we need to fill right now. You bring in Bader, but he was hurt. Doesn't come back until the postseason, and he has a good postseason. But you know, there's all that time we were missing out on players on maybe a better option. Um, you know, again, the track obviously. Well, I, I'm already blanking on his name, Fernando um, um, from the A's, Morales. Um, we bring him in, and he's terrible, and I doubt we'll even see him pitch again. So. We're now at the point where the luxury tax is a problem and are the Yankees going to make moves? And they clearly have the spots. And whether you want to get Cody Bellinger, which almost seems obvious, he's a left-handed batter, he's on a resurgence, he's an outfielder, you could fill that hole in left field. And um, Or if you want to go with a more affordable option, if you want to get a Randall Gertrick in Colorado as an option. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm with you on those guys. But the thing is, and I'm going to ask you, do you think the Yankees will actually make moves? Um, I think for a couple of those guys, yes, I do. Um, the the sense around the team is that we're only two games back of the wild card. So yeah. the sense is that they're, they're going to try to compete, which rightfully so. I mean, if you're only two games out of the wild card, you, you should try to compete. Now, do I say, do I think this team is going to end up getting that playoff card spot? Uh, no. But that being said, I mean, you're in, you're almost in June, July, August, and you're only two games out of the lockout spot. It makes some sense to make some moves. I think they need to retool, but like, I, I, w- I would not be, people have been telling me they need to sell, and I would not be opposed to that. Like, I, I really think they should be selling. Like, they could strip, they could strip out, they could get some players, they could get some pieces that can maybe, you know, like build for the future. I would not be opposed to them completely selling because I don't feel like they're going anywhere this year. I don't, I don't see this team as a legitimate world series threat, but what I think they're going to do is I think they're going to retool and try to get some patchwork to maybe get them to get that third wild card spot, which I think would be a mistake. That's what I think they're going to do. So that's why I'm going to ask this bold question, Hayden, would you now, of course we don't want to see our team lose. We don't want to see our team tank. Um, in this case, but say the worst case scenario happens and the Yankees for the first time since 2016 don't make the playoffs that if they make moves and it all falls through, we see the Orioles make, keep making a run and the blue Jays and even maybe the Red Sox, they all, all the wild card teams pass them and they actually don't make the playoffs. Do you think that's going to be a bad thing? I'll first say, no, I think for the first time, if the Yankees don't make the playoffs with these expectations, it might not be the worst thing ever. And I'll tell you why. The Yankees have made the playoffs, obviously, four times. They've only missed the playoffs four times since I was born. Four times since 92. I was born in the very end of 94. But anyways, Yankees always make the playoffs. And they always seem to be comfortable. And specifically in the last six years, they seem to be comfortable. They don't make moves. They make the playoffs, and we go through the circle again and again and again. So if this time you miss the playoffs, you absolutely infuriate your fan base because of the high expectations going into it, and then you could finally be held accountable. Wow, we did the same exact cycle for the first time. We are not in the playoffs, and we're seeing the teams like the Baltimore Orioles who have been making the correct moves, tanking, and are now have a great future ahead. We see the Blue Jays um, finally getting their act together. We've seen the Red Sox pass us. And now we are the team left behind. And now we look like jokes. And maybe, maybe this can finally tell either if they if they want to do the absolute insane and say, you know what, Cashman, 26 years is enough. You failed to make the playoffs. Goodbye. Or will they finally 
make more conservative moves, move big pieces around, rebuild a farm system, and maybe start a new dynasty. Do you agree with me on that, or do you see it in another way? Um, I agree with you. I think it, it probably will lead to sweeping change with the organization, what they need. But I do think it's very – I disagree with the fact that it's going to be an indictment on what they've done so far and that what they've done hasn't worked. Like, I mean, I, I'm. it's incredibly frustrating seeing Boston with guys like Bello, uh, Duran, Yoshida, yeah. like all these young prospects that are – and Tristan Casas, like all these young guys that they've developed in their farm system that are really paying off. Like Toronto too, like Bochette, like Springer, um, just all these guys that have – guys that are really – being able to rake and, and develop and just seeing our team how I don't want to say shit we've are but how how we've really done a crappy job developing our team so like I, I think personally for me I don't think it would be a good thing that we missed the playoffs because it really shows that we just kind of fucked up all these years that all these years kind of meant nothing and that these teams that have basically done it the right way and utilized their analytical departments and farm systems are so far ahead of us I think it would be a bad thing personally but mm-hmm. that being said, I think it would be a bad thing for the short for the short term. Probably for the long term, like you said, I agree with you because it will make them make sweeping changes that need to be done. Because I mean, you can't. I, like I said, I can't go through another year like this. Like, like I said, it's not so much that the product is bad because I, I I can honestly, like I said before, we could both say the product really is not that bad. It's not like you're you're watching like you know the Oakland Athletics or like the Chicago White Sox with twenty games under five hundred. Like the the product is good, but it's so it's it's just unwatchable, and you know like we we can't go through another season where it's just with where the Yankees and you and you're you're, you're going to become a rel- that's my biggest thing with the Yankees, is that it's not that they're going to go become bad, it's that they're going to become irrelevant, which is almost even worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know I I definitely respect your opinion on it, even if I think. Maybe being irrelevant will finally be the the rock bottom we need. We're only time's gonna tell. And obviously, if they make the changes, like if if we could get our dream scenarios of Bellinger, of Juan Soto, then maybe they'll get some excitement back. But if yeah. not, then uh, obviously I'll cheer them the whole way through. But if it fall, if we fall flat on our face for real, then maybe we'll finally get the changes we need. And like, here's my question, to you. Is Aaron Judge so like, like is he like a lock to stay the team? Like, is it like we have to keep Aaron Judge? Like, I, the team is not really one with him. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, is he this mythical god? Everyone makes him out like he's this mythical god and he had 62 home runs. Well, if you're never on the fucking field, then who cares? You know, like, Hayden. I'm, just, I'm tired. I'm tired of the, like the the aura of Aaron Judge. Like, I, I'm sorry, they haven't won anything with him. Like. I just I don't understand why he's like needed so much. Like I'm telling you, you telling me you can't get a bunch of prospects for him, really start to rebuild over and develop a team like that where if we're keeping this guy who we're not winning with him, like I just I don't really understand that. Like, is he really making us that much better? Like I I don't see it, but I'll, I'll let you I'll let you I'll give your take on that. I will have I will put in my bias because Aaron Judge, no doubt, is one of my favorite players ever. But you do make a solid point in that, wow, we haven't won anything with him. He's been a Yankee for one, two, four, let me count, for six years. And still no World Series left yet. I know we just signed into a mega mega max deal, which obviously we want in New York wants. So I would at least like to ride that out for a few more years in the contract. But... There will be a point where we say, especially with him and Garrett Cole, and Garrett Cole is arguably the most underappreciated athlete because he goes in every five days and he pitches like a Cy Young Award winner. He is, with the exception of... Oh, he's going to win a Cy Young this year. He's He's been awesome this year. With the exception of blowing it against Boston in the wild card game, he's lived up to his contract so far. But if we don't win a World Series in the Cole and Judge era, then it's an absolute major failure... And hence, maybe we finally need to have that hard medicine and, um, you know, wake up and make these changes we need. And I'm going to say a quote from the movie Platoon, and and Platoon takes place in the Vietnam War. And let me just say this quote is obviously uncomparable to actual uh, veterans who fought in the Vietnam War. But William Defoe said, 
We're the United States. We've been kicking ass for years. Maybe it's time for our ass to get kicked. Something like that. Or uh, something along that lines. And, well, it seems like that's what the Yankees have been. You know, despite 27 World Series, they haven't done shit in 15 years. And it's a hard truth. If we don't win in the next few years, what's the point of having Aaron Judge on the team? And even being one of the biggest Aaron Judge fans around, even I can acknowledge, yeah, there's... There's something to that, and time is ticking. There is clearly a clock on this. And I mean, yeah. And now that it, it was announced that he will return to the lineup this week against Baltimore, which is a huge series, very yeah, huge is. series. And we all know his injury running through the wall in in uh, Los Angeles. And Javez Ravine, which now, for all we know, Hayden, that could be an infamous moment in Yankee history. And if the toe injury is as bad as it claim, as they're saying, that he might not be 100% even for the rest of the season, this is going to be a real test to see. Can Judge be Aaron Judge despite having a bad toe for the rest of the year? Do you think he can? Um, I think it's going to be hard to return to the same player. I mean, if he can even give us like half of what he is, like that would be very good. Like, if he could get you some big hits, we can, you know, maybe they'll pitch around him. Like, if he could hit a little bit, hit some home runs, that would be great. Um, you know, we'll see. Like I said, we really will see. Um, yeah. And, you know, also, this isn't related to a judge, but, like, another area I think the Yankees really need to address is, like, the closer situation. Like, I feel like they don't have, like, a, a set closer. Like yeah, Clay Holmes doesn't seem in. to be the guy. Clay Holmes is fine, but like they kind of been been using a little bit of like a platoon system, a closer. I I would like for that area to be a little bit addressed because the bullpen has it's it's not that the bullpen's been bad this year. The bullpen's starting to get roughed up because they've been used too much. But I mean, that's not really their fault. One Aaron one Aaron Boone criticism is the is his handling of the bullpen. Do you oh think yeah, that's yeah. The his, case? his handling of the bullpen's bad. But like that being said, like. I could kind of get over his stuff with Iron Boo because I feel like it's more on Cashman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, you know, Hayden, I just watch the Yankees and I don't feel like I'm watching the Yankees, if you know what I mean. That aura yeah, no, they that's, have. That's exactly what I'm, I'm that's exactly what I, I, I think too. And this is the first time, even the trade deadline, I don't even see anything saving them. But Aaron Judge is the special player that we hope that he is. And, you know, I, I definitely hope this is the case, too. He is. He's got his MVPs and everything else in this league except win that World Series ring. It would be amazing to see if Aaron Judge could truly turn this team around by his presence, even with a bum toe. Yeah, I agree with that. You're going you're gonna to see the type of player Aaron Judge is really the, the next two months. We'll pull for you, Aaron. We really, really are. Now, Hayden, I want to quickly talk about the Mets. Now, on the outside looking in, is it hilarious to see how much the Mets have been imploding this year with over a $300 million payroll and they won't even make the playoffs? Is it hilarious for you to see? It is for me. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's hilarious because they say, oh, we're going to be the World Series contenders with Verlander and Scherzer. And then it's just the problem is you're paying for guys that are like kind (laughs) of. Yeah, they're they're doing what the Yankees usually would do, which is kind of funny. They're they're you good, you good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good, I'm good. You're going like all in, and it's like obviously it's not going to work. Like you have Billy Epler, who <laughs> respectfully probably is going to be gone after this year. Um, they just have a very like uneven team, and like <laughs> I think like the hype of Steve Cohen, or whatever. Steve Cohen's a lot of all talk. Like he's you know. He's this and that. Like, what has Steve Cohen really done? Like, he's he obviously just bought the team, but it's like, I mean, you're supposed to be the best team in the league, and like, you, you kind of fucked up. Like, it's just a joke. I mean, it's really a joke how bad they've been. As, as, as a Yankee fan, it makes me feel a little bit better how much of a disaster the Mets have been, because like the Mets are just a train wreck. <laughs> They're one of the biggest disappointments in baseball in like the last five or ten years. Like, they've been just terrible. Do you believe in curses in general, Hayden? No, I don't. Oh, no, you don't. Okay. Well, unless you're talking about my dating life, then maybe. <laughs> but not, 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 uh, not, not with sports teams, no. Well, you know, the way this team has imploded so bad and all the promises and high expectations, 
now, um, you know, now I see maybe this team really is cursed. And Med fans are so cocky with Steve, Uncle Steve's beautiful money. And it's just led to an absolute joke of a franchise. Probably one of the worst collapses last year after a hundred win season and not barely making the playoffs and not even getting out of the wild card round. Then you have Edwin Diaz get hurt in the World Baseball Classic. Then you have Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer, who are paid over $40 million, not not become Cy Young Award winners. And well, for two players who are closer to 40 than 20, was it really a big surprise? I understand Verlander has been a little bit better and Scherzer has been the real disappointment. But, you know, nothing's not working with this Mets team. There's nothing. And they, too, are making the big risks. And, you know, there's really no point to really sell off and try to get prospects. they're even more frustrating than the Yankees because, like, they have they have talent. Like, the Mets have more talent than the Yankees do. Mm-hmm. I would say, arguably, they probably have a better team. But like, they have uh, Alvarez starting to play well. You got Lindor, like Alonzo. Like, yeah, they have a pretty decent lineup. They have a pretty decent lineup. I'm actually looking at it like from a non-biased point of view. But it, they, that's just infuriating because, like, the Yankees don't. The Yankees right now just have no players. I mean, I'm, I'm like, look at the Yankees have like Jake Bowers, McKinney. Like, but like they're competing at least. The Mets is just. That's a train wreck. Like, you know, it's just that that's really an embarrassment. The Yankees, the Yankees aren't as much of an embarrassment. They're just they're just the team that's just not put well together. Like, the Mets are a complete embarrassment. Like, the Mets, right now, however they have their team right now, they should be one of the best teams in the league. Yeah. At least in baseball, and specifically baseball, it really shows that Man, you really can't buy a championship. It really is about development of who you have in front of you. And with the combination of analytics and the grid of the sport, it's why teams like the Astros have made close to a dynasty out of what they've had. You know, they still need that third World Series to really accomplish that. But, you know, they've won two in the past in the in, in the past five years. Um oh, sorry, past six years. No. Um, you have Atlanta. Look what they are cooking up. You know they just won a World Series. Like in even Cincinnati and, too. Cincinnati yeah. with De La Cruz. Like they they've developed him. That's cool. And De La like Cruz is look, what we want. Oh my god, De La Cruz is awesome. De La Cruz is awesome. It is great. Miami's Miami's got some nice prospects. Baltimore's looking like yeah. they have a great. Future There's just ahead. so many teams in the league that have such exciting things that have like exciting players to watch. And then you see like the Yankees and it's just, it, mm-hmm. it, it infuriates you. Yeah. They just try to buy success and it hasn't worked. It's only prolonged any potential for this team. Sure. They get close and, but they're not even close enough to even make the world series. That's, that's why again, if say the Yankees don't make the playoffs at all and they get completely shut out, maybe that's what we need. Now, I don't want to go through the pain like if I was a Baltimore Orioles fan for the past five years, but if it led to getting people like Cedric Mullins and Adley Rushman, who guys are, you know, even younger than you and me, and they're locked in for years, maybe it's not a bad thing, you know? They just need pitching. So, and th- so um, that's why, you know, transitioning, say if – these two teams want to get Otani for next year. And it was announced just dropped today that uh, Otani's off the market. No, no one's going to trade for him, which if I'm the angels who I believe they're five back in the wild from the third wild card, might as well have a chance. And you are most likely losing the best attraction in the sport in Shohei Otani. Might as well keep him for the rest of the season and we'll see where he goes from there. But do you think acquiring Otani next year could be the one um, thing that, that changes it for these guys? I here's the thing: I I don't believe like get a, a, a Otani. I I don't. I just I, I don't see him coming to New York. <laughs> yeah, like, no. I, I don't know why. I feel like maybe like it would be a better fit for like L, the Dodgers or somewhere out west. Yeah, or Seattle could be. Yeah, like I, I just I I don't. I don't feel like the Yankees would be a great fit. I, I hate to say it. No, I don't think so either. Or the Mets. But Mets fans think uh, that they will truly buy off Otani to come here. I talked to one person who genuinely believes that just having Kodai Senga as his fellow Japanese teammate might bring him. But no, it doesn't work like that. 
It doesn't. And Otani, I think, has been clear that um, he doesn't want to go to the East Coast, and he's better suited in the West. And I don't think um, I don't think oh, even though in the in baseball specifically, bringing him definitely will make your games more exciting to watch. But he himself isn't going to change you into a contender, don't you think? I mean, I don't know about that because he can hit and pitch. Like he's the best player that the game has ever seen since since Ruth. Like I would say, arguably. Like I, I think as a as a hitter, I, I think Mike Trout is probably a better player. Like hitting, mm-hmm. fielding. Like Mike Trout, personally, for me, and he's out. I've seen Mike Trout's the greatest player I've ever seen since Mantle. <laughs> I, I, I'll I'll say that flat out. Um, but I mean, you also have never seen a player that could pitch like like Otani can as well. Yeah, but I think eventually they're gonna have to they're gonna have to make him just a hitter because he can't pitch. It's just gonna be too hard. Yeah, like by the back half of his career. Yeah, he's Tani's just going to become a full right now, He's just so. going to become a full hitter, in my opinion. So, yeah, I think in the next... I think he has maybe three or four years being a dual player. But then after that, post-34, he'll just focus on hitting. Hence, um, so do you think he will break the bank? Maybe get close to a billion well, he's gonna dollars? Get he's going he's gonna to get $500 million, and he's worth every penny of that. Mm-hmm. Solely on, even if, even if it was just the hitting... Uh, even if it's just a hitting, he should be getting. He should be getting almost that. Plus his pitching, he should be the highest paid player in MLB history, without a question. Like there is no person who I would say deserves more more money than he does. Not Aaron Judge, not Harper, not Trout. Like it's Otani. Yeah, and uh, I think the Angels are doing the right thing, keeping him. See if they make a very last minute run. If not, then uh, they're going to. Uh, even though they definitely could have gotten the best prospects at, by trading Otani, you just have to accept that this game is a business at the end of the day. All sports are businesses and trying to do the best to get the best revenue for them and their employees. And uh, that's a whole car. That's the cold, hard truth. So just a few more minutes, Hayden. Um, I was just wondering out of the remaining teams left, that we have to discuss quickly, whether it's the Braves or the Rays or the Rangers, who do you think is going to make a run? And who do you think, Who, if you want to even say now, who do you think can be a World Series champion in late July? Which one of the teams out here are impressing you? Um, I Probably the team that's really impressed me the most this season, personally, probably been Atlanta. Yeah, um, they're so much fun to watch. Um, you know, um, I mean, I I don't really feel like I've been like so overly impressed by one team mm-hmm. this year. I mean, Atlanta Atlanta's pretty good. I like Atlanta. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think Baltimore is really the team that I feel like is going to make a big run. Yeah, if not now, then in the next few years, there's a good chance to um, see them. Two wild card teams, I think, are going to make. A, I think San Diego is going to make a run in that that last spot. I just think they're too talented to not. They're only six and a half games out. They're going to get the three and a half or four pretty soon. In my yes, opinion, like, watch they out, don't kill each watch other. Out, watch out for the Chicago Cubs as well. They're only five games out. So those two teams, I feel like, could make some noise in the back half because no one in that wild card race really. Honestly, no one in the NL wild cards really really impresses me too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, watch out for the Cubs and the, and the, and the Padres. Yeah, I think um, the Braves, even though they've cooled off a little, I still think they're, they're too talented to be stopped. And, you know, Charlie Morton, I guess, is their best pitcher, and he's fine. But imagine if they had, like, a true, true ace or a couple of them, then that would be a scary team. But they are as impressive offensively as that comes. And I think the Braves are going to clearly be the team to beat. And uh, this it's their season to win. But you see that every year. Like, you see the teams that, like, like last year, the Dodgers won the game, 111 games, but then they, you know, walk hard. I feel like if the, the Reds can get in, Mm-hmm. Um, with that wild card spot, that's a that's a uh, sleeper team to make the World Series. Yeah, with Dan LaCruz, Fraley has has been really good. Um, they have a lot of really interesting players there, so I feel like that's the wild one wild card team I would be the most scared of. Absolutely. And, and, and then you also have 
uh, the Phillies who went to the World Series last year who knows what it takes. They have experience. But, like, if I'm going to go right now, I'd probably say – Probably say the Braves and the Orioles are the two best teams, mm-hmm. but the team the team that I would expect to make a run probably out of the wild card teams would be the Reds because I feel like they have the most. The most yeah, right they they have the most to gain in the trade deadline, and they they especially could use a couple more starters. Um, I know there's rumors them possibly trading um, India, but I doubt that that's going to be the case. Use your head. You have a really special team coming out of nowhere, and they were a team that went through a lot of pain and suffering for many years. I mean, and Joey Votto, give credit to him. He stayed through it all, and he's still going to be the starting first baseman for them. And he's played all right. So, um, yeah, watch out for the Reds. My dad likes the Reds, so uh, make him happy. But uh, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps what we have to. I saw you also at Jets camp. You, how was that? It was good. Jets camp was good. You know, I got, I, I got, I got, I was, at, I saw DJ Reed. I got a video with him. So that was pretty cool. Dope, dope. So we're excited to have you ready to cover the NFL week by week on this show. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be a special season, and um, I know everybody's having those training camp jitters. Every little report comes in. Aaron Rodgers just had a good breakfast. People go crazy. Um, but do you think, for, even for what you see, do you just get feel like, man, this is a special feeling? I I, I got to tell you, man, I don't know exactly what's going to happen this season. But I'm, I'm watching training camp, and he throws the most beautiful spiral. I mean, oh, my mm-hmm. God, it's an absolute dart. At 39 um, years old, too. I mean, uh, it's one of the most beautiful balls I've ever seen. That being said, do I think – obviously, that means nothing. Uh, you know, knowing the Jets, you want to say believe in curses? You want to talk about a franchise that's been cursed? The Jets are more cursed than any other franchise in, in New York, without a question. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. I'm not going to get my – I'm not going to – I'm not going to go too crazy, but, you know. Well, we will save that for another time then. Yeah. And then maybe this could be the year – you uh, <laughs> excuse me, that you really uh, maybe become a Joe Douglas fan? Oh, don't even go there. Do not. Touch <laughs> we don't have enough time. We don't have enough time in the day for that. No worries, man. We'll save that for another time. But thank you, Hayden. We appreciate the time, and um, let's see what deadline moves are about to come, and then we can hopefully react to it in a couple weeks. And um, if anything, if baseball becomes boring, we know. What to really look forward to this fall, right? Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Appreciate it, Hayden. Great work again, Mr. Nadler. Good job as always. And it's funny. After this baseball discussion, you know, a solid 40 minutes, you know, discussed Aaron Rodgers and the Jets a little bit. Hayden's a big Jet fan. Yeah, there's it's something when the base when the football chat is sliding into the baseball chat. <laughs> there's a lot to discuss, and uh, well, you can see our jitters and how we're excited we are for the upcoming fall. And you know, I hope we get to talk about October baseball. I really hope there's something to discuss about when we are in the fall. Not only talking about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets and then the Giants. And I want to see my team who has been under the radar and compared to what the Jets have in publicity. And that they make strides and improvements for making the divisional round this past season. And now that Saquon has signed for a year, $11 million. And, you know, we re-signed Andrew Thomas to a huge guaranteed deal. Aaron, uh, Daniel Jones, we know that he got the bag. Yeah, we have some very exciting weapons coming in. The guy from Tennessee and Darren Waller's here. Isaiah Hodgins, can he have a great sophomore season? And, you know, I'm, I'm getting carried away. But it shows how excited we are for the football season. But I hope there's also some exciting baseball talk on top of that. So we will ultimately see. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding the show across all social media platforms. Platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter, X, Twitter or X, depending on your preference, at Pod, And we're on TikTok and YouTube and Facebook at Productive Conversations. So I will see you next week. 
the end of next week, we will focus on wrestling. You know, Thursday show will be a SummerSlam preview. We are doing the productive cast on on Saturday. So we will live stream the premium live event Saturday night. So check that out with us and then you know go party after and enjoy life that way but before you get lit on your saturday night in the summer pre-game with us by watching SummerSlam. so we will have the information on that but it will be on our youtube page starting at 8 p.m the productive cast live stream SummerSlam 2023 and then you'll see Maybe it's Topic Thunder on Tuesday. Maybe it's another tweet cap. Maybe we have a guest. I don't know, but we will definitely figure it out. But we will definitely have a show on Tuesday, and we'll get into our SummerSlam weekend after that. And then that week after, we should we will react to the deadline moves and um, if anything of significant happens you know I saw some moves being made Ahmed Rosario's going to the Dodgers Noah Syndergaard to Cleveland but it seems that his career is going to die out there um what else did any other big significant moves no not really but we'll see what happens so whether this next week or the following we will do another baseball show then um We'll see after that, you know, our football coverage is going to start as early as the last week of August with college football and the first week of September with the NFL. And then we start our weekly coverage after that for both sports. And um, we'll see what's going on there. I also plan to see at least Barbie or Oppenheimer, one of those this week. And I'm definitely going to see one of them. Maybe I can fit the other one in as well. But um, still trying to cast our game show. If you're interested in the dating game show for the podcast, email Productive Conversations Podcast, one word at gmail.com. We are seeing if you are interested in finding a new date, whether you're finding a new situationship, maybe you're finding love, maybe the Productive Conversations Podcast will help. Just email Productive Conversations Podcast at gmail.com for your interest. So we got that and some other guests coming on and a lot planned for the final month of summer. And then we are going to start a new season from there. So Lots to be excited for. Episode 250 is around the corner. And let's just enjoy it and enjoy the ride. I want to thank Hayden Nadler for coming on the show today. I want to thank Dolo Ren for what he does behind the scenes. And I want to thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, for always supporting us no matter what. We love each and every single one of you. Like I said, we will be back on Tuesday. And we have another full week of shows for you, Tuesday and Thursday. And it's going to be fun nothing but fun my name is matt brown i am the host of the productive conversations podcast i will see you on tuesday have a great weekend everybody stay safe out there peace